Hello and welcome to Your Light is Fearless. My name is Amber, otherwise known as the Malibu Medium. Four years ago, I had a near-death experience that awakened my divine presence. Before that, I lived trapped in my emotions and blocked myself from living my dreams. Now, I am a transformation coach working with the Akashic Records to help others align to their highest path and potential. In this podcast, I will inspire you to go past the limitations you place on yourself as we explore your infinite possibilities in the Akashic Records. The portal is open now. Hello, hello, how are you? I'm so glad that you're here sharing your time with me and with my special guest today, Jessica Miles. I met Jessica in a mastermind that I did with Danielle Serenk, who all of you know by now. We hit it off immediately, and we were so blessed to live near each other in Southern California, so we've already gotten together a couple of times, had witchy woo-woo experiences, just, you know, shape-shifting in the backseat of the car on the way to go out to eat. Um, channeling spirits for each other, our past loved ones. I mean, we just do all the things and we have so much fun. But in today's episode, I'm excited to share with you our conversation where we talk about burnout, what it's like to balance all the things that we do as mothers and spiritual entrepreneurs, our journey with walking through fear, the power that we feel when we walk through our fear and show up and the inspiration that we embody in doing those things. We talk about so many things, energy healing, um, just so many things. So I hope you enjoy this episode and we will be sharing this episode on Jessica Miles. The podcast will be also airing the same episode, but please, I encourage you to go check out her solo podcast that she just launched. It is called Jessica Miles, the podcast, and i just going to jump right into it. Enjoy the show, and f- please DM us on Instagram at Malibu Medium. Let us know what resonates with you. I'm so happy to be sharing more interviews with you all, and there will be more to to come, but I wish you guys all a beautiful day, and I'm just going to get right to it. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to have my good friend Jessica Miles here on the Your Light is Fearless podcast. Jessica, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to finally like sit down and have this conversation with you. Me too. It's so much fun. This is like my pleasure out of my day just to have a chat, the kind of chat that we would have anyways, right? I know. Well, and I feel like too, like I don't, I mean, I meet a lot of people, but there's a very few that I really connect with and want to like hang out with. And I felt that with you very early, you know, so now I'm like, I'm really excited. I'm excited to be here. Oh, me too. I know we've already gotten together how many times? Twice at least. I yeah, think. a couple times in Malibu. Yeah, Get to so, with your fam. I know, I know. And now, now I need to meet your family. Which I I'm know, sure my crazy happen. little, my crazy little kids. They're so <laughs> adorable, by the way. 
Um, okay, so we have so many things to talk about, and we are going to be airing this interview on each of our podcasts. So you did just launch your solo podcast, and I'm so excited for you. I've started to listen to some of the episodes already, so maybe we should start there. I'm really um, interested right now in this topic of expansion and what it really feels when we up level for a, ba- a lack of a better word, you know, that stretchy feeling. So how have you navigated leaping out on your own um, and expanding your brand and, and just expand showing up and, and really your, your power and your purpose? I know it's a loaded question. <laughs> well, it just, we, as you know, it took me about a year for me to actually pull the plug on it. And I was in a lot of resistance. I was like, oh gosh, one more thing, one more thing for me to do. But I think a lot of it was because I knew what was on the other side of me creating this solo podcast. I knew the platform was going to get a little bit bigger. I'd be teaching more. And so, you know, I'm a Libra. I, you know, I kind of, you know, like relationship and I like partnership. And so going out on my own was like, oh shoot, am I really going to do this? But honestly, it was the best thing that I could have ever done for myself. Cause now I'm like almost accessing a new level of, I guess if we want to call it expansion that I didn't feel like I was going to be comfortable with prior, but now I'm like, oh, there's nothing really holding my voice back anymore. We're I felt like I had to kind of, you know, when you're in a, when you're in a, like a duo, you're kind of bouncing off of each other. And then I'd be like, oh, I wish I would have said that. Or, oh, I wish I would have gotten to that a little bit more deeper. Or I wish I would have posted something a little bit more inspirational where this has really allowed me to just kind of go, this is what's coming up for me. I'm just going to share it. And I hope it resonates and people have given me amazing feedback so far. So thank God. Otherwise I'd probably be like, what am I doing? (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is sometimes we project so much fear onto something like the future thing that we're going to do. And then Mm. we do it and we own it and we're, we feel good about it. And, you know, that happened to me with, um, my, my Akashic development circle. If you would have seen me that morning, I couldn't even talk to my wife. I'm like, don't look at me. I'm so nervous. Like I feel sick. Why am I doing this? But, and, and then I started, you know, speaking and then all these all the fear went away and all the anxiety mm-hmm. went away and i felt i've never felt more exhilarated and in my power and i was mm-hmm. like this is what i'm meant to do and i was really happy that i had a lot of support from just people like you mm-hmm. and and other friends um because it it's really sad to me that we sometimes don't do these things in our life. And really to me, that's part of my passion and my purpose is stepping into fear. Mm-hmm. It's not the most fun passion to have, but it it's really just this exhilarating thing that I, I want to help others to step into their own fear so that they could rise to the occasion and be in their power and, you know, not to get completely well, I'm going to go there. I really feel that this is this time here now is all about women breaking these mm-hmm. rules that we have dimmed our light and dumbed down. And, and it's just, it. there's nothing that sets a fire to my belly more than just breaking the rules and just finally being in our power. So what do you feel about that? Um, I agree 1000%. I mean, if you would have known me 
seven years ago, I was somebody who didn't chase that feeling of fear. I would have avoided it like the plague because I was very complacent and I had, uh, or I have a spouse that would always encourage me to take risks. And I just wasn't ready until, well, until my awakening happened and I had no other choice, but to be ready. But now I chase that fear as well. There's something exhilarating about it. I don't know. It's like, there's every time I push through something that I'm afraid of, I realize like, oh my God, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I feel a bit more free. And I, I, I just try to encourage that with the people that I work with. I'm like, nothing I do is through 100% confidence. There's always a little bit of like, oh my God, I hope this lands. I hope this lands, but it's usually me. It's my, it's my limiting beliefs. It's my projection of what I think people are, are going to see or not see in me. And then, but you know, I get so much like, as I'm sure you do, cause I really loved your podcast when you first launched it. And I was working with you behind the scenes with our, you know, our masterminds and we were both kind of like, what are we doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then to see like it come to fruition and you're such an incredible teacher, like, and I don't know if you see that in yourself so much, but I see it in you. And I'm like her voice. It's, I was just saying this on the story before we got on here. I'm like, you just have this beautiful heartfelt way of expressing your experience and it's felt because it's real. It's your passion. Right. And so I think that the more that we can encourage women to step into whatever that is, whatever it looks like, you know, kind of chase that fear a little bit and be a little bit courageous, a little bit every, every day, like, oh, can you imagine the power that we'd be surrounded with, with these women. I mean, we're so creative, you know, I know. So we rule, we, girl, we rule the, you know, maybe I'm a feminist. I don't know, but <laughs> I, I can't, I just, I, there's nobody that can do it like a woman. There's mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I'm not trying to put down men because we need men. We need the balance. We need the divine masculine, but um, there's nothing like, being inspired also by someone. And I'm so inspired by you and by people that I see, you know, that are stepping up into taking action on their dreams, on their inspiration. And that's actually, I think that's what motivates me. Mm -hmm. I think that it's, it's almost like whatever I'm doing, I I'm not doing it just for me. Cause when you live in purpose, you do awaken your greater power. You awaken the part of you that is literally impacting the evolution of mm-hmm. the community of, of humanity. So everything that you do, I feel we do for another, another, we can use the word sister or just another person. Mm-hmm. And it's just this, this domino effect of she can do it. Oh, I can do it too. I, I mm-hmm. see myself in her eyes and, and there's just no better motivation when I see someone else doing something, it gives me so much courage. And so I've always, I've always kind of leaned on that when I feel fearful, like even these little baby steps, steps that I'm doing, like I said, this program that I'm leading a group of women with what, what allows me to show up is to be motivated by, um, where I might inspire someone else to step mm-hmm. into their their power. Absolutely. So. Well, cause I think we've all been there, right. Where we're like, is this real? Is this really happening? Is anybody going to understand this? Am, am I alone in this? And you know, the, the things that I'm always most nervous to talk about are where I get the most response of, Oh my God, I can't believe that you're sharing this. I've been experiencing this for years. I have nobody to talk to about X, Y, Z. And I'm like, if I can just help that one person, 
I'm satisfied because I remember how I felt at the brink of my awakening. I felt like nobody was going to understand what I was doing. No one. I felt so alone. And so I think it's true. Like we need to come together and, and be honest and just share what's on our heart because we are helping other people in whatever stage they're at in their life. And, and um, I get inspired by so many women in, in our group and then like some of the classes that we're in because we're all so unique too, Right. 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 Okay. That this makes me want to ask you. So what is something that you have shared that you were surprised or had the most that, that you think maybe created the most impact for someone else? Like what has been that most vulnerable thing that you have shared? Well, you know, what's interesting, the stuff that I get that I most recently got a response to, where I was like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that that would be so impactful was I just recently shared how I went into like spontaneous channeling. And I don't know if it was so much my, the first time I went into spontaneous channeling of spirits so much as it was, I was brave enough to just share that something made me so uncomfortable. And then I was able to share it with other people on something like a podcast. Like I got, I was amazed at the amount of messages that I got around that. And they were just like, thank you so much for being so brave. And I'm like, oh, wow, I thought it would have been, you know, something else that happened in my life. And so that's the first thing I think off off the top of my head, but it made me realize that so many women are experiencing some sort of awakening, some sort of like itch, something's asking them to shift, something's asking them to maybe get out of a relationship, maybe get out of a job. And so a lot of the messages that I've got, like, I thought it would be like other people expanding in spiritual communication. It wasn't, it was moms who were feeling the same way I was feeling five years ago was just like, my life needs to change. I can feel it deep in my body. And thank you for sharing that. Cause it gives me the courage to go question what's going on in my life. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's amazing. Thank you. You know, cause it is so vulnerable sharing some of these things like me revisiting some of the peak points in my, in my awakening, I didn't realize how much it was going to stir up for me that week. Cause I, I, I recorded like a series of, um, uh, podcasts mm-hmm. and revisiting some of those times when I was terrified, I was like, who do I talk to about this? Me revisiting that time. Like it stirred up so much in my body for me that I didn't realize I was still harboring so much fear and stress and worry it like literally brought me back to that time five years ago where I was just like afraid to even make a move, afraid to even take a step. Okay. So then tell me more about, about when you say that you were terrified in your spiritual awakening, because everyone's journey is a little different. Mm -hmm. I think that for me, I, I never had the, the family conditioning, the religious background or any, my family's pretty out there, as you know, I mean, my grandfather was the leader of a commune. My mom was in that commune. I mean, my parents were hippies and in Hollywood, nothing. I, in fact, I'm like, Oh, I was almost too normal for them. So (laughs) all I'm saying is my spiritual awakening where maybe I had fear, maybe, you know, you didn't, or you did. And I didn't. Mm So, so what, what was it when your spiritual awakening journey that brought up that terrified feeling for you? I think it was more of like afraid of what people were going to think of me. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it was like, are people going to think that I'm a fraud? that I'm, you know, cause it was like my awakening, you know, you'd hear people say like, oh, I'm a natural born medium or I'm a natural born psychic. And so hearing things like that or watching things like that on television, I just didn't have the experiences when I was younger that I thought I would have 
needed to have to be a natural born medium or psychic. So I was just afraid that like my friends and my family and everyone around me was going to be like, okay, sure. <laughs> just falling okay. off that wagon. <laughs> okay. Even though I can like look back and go, okay, I've obviously been highly intuitive my whole life, but I just didn't know that it was possible for me to be a quote psychic medium. I just didn't think that I had like enough of that communication running through me. I was just, that was, I always called it like a coincidence or, um, deja vu it was like a big thing. Oh my God. I think that was like deja vu, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I have a lot of, um, family that are born again, Christians who I okay. deeply admire. And so I thought, oh my God, they're going to think that I'm going to go to hell and they're going to be very vocal about it. And so I was fortunate that I have my husband who has, you know, his mom, my mother-in-law is an astrologer. I would actually call her a shaman. She wouldn't call herself that, but like, she's a healer. She's a body worker. She's an energy healer. She's an astrologer. She's a psychic. Like she, you know, and she kind of came into her waking when she was 40 and she's now almost 80. So when we kind of aligned, I at least had somebody close by me that could kind of talk to me about some of these concepts. But even in that, I wasn't fully awake to it. So it'd be like, whoa, that's so cool that you can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so anyways, I think that, I hope that answered that question. Cause I feel like no, it definitely but. does. Yeah. I, I love to hear everyone's journey is different. And my journey was different just because like I said, my family was very accepting. My grandmother was also psychic and an energy healer. My grandfather as a leader of this commune, he studied with, well, I hate to say it now because Yogi Bhajan is it, not the guy I thought he was. He's actually, mm-hmm. you know, he is a lot of, um, horrible things of who he was. But anyways, my whole point is my, my grandfather, my grandmother, my parents were very open. So I didn't necessarily have the fear there, but I definitely felt very lonely and very much Mm -hmm. like, how, what do I do first? How do I begin? So the way that I tackle, I kind of did this, this overactive response to my awakening because I was so excited to step into it. So I, I kind of fast tracked everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it is what it is, but I, I kind of have been, I've, I've felt that because I also didn't awaken until I was 39, I kind of felt like I had this time on my back, like, okay, mm-hmm. you have so much here to do. You better get going girl. So I just was like, boom, boom, boom. And then yeah. of course, I found Danielle Serink who, became my mentor and she, she helped me understand like, what, what does it actually mean to have an online business? And then the empowerment of being able to work from home and be a mother and make our own hours and do this work, you know, via zoom. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. And I think that I see so many other women stepping into the, the, the get the modalities and how they choose to serve their spiritual awakening through, you know, the online platform. And I, I I love that. I know it has its downfalls, but, um, yeah, so my experience might've been a little bit different, but I think where I'm at right now, and I wonder if you can relate to this is that it's like, okay, now what? So now I I started Mm -hmm. my business. I'm, I'm in it and I'm loving it. And yet I have days where I'm in burnout. And, mm-hmm. you know, I told you yesterday, I, I just, I couldn't do one thing because everything falls on us. We are mm-hmm. the leader of our business. We have to 
put our hands in all the pots. We have to lead ourselves through everything while we are mothers, while we are, you know, everything that we do. So, so right now I'm in this time where I I definitely know that my life is out of balance. I'm a hundred percent focused on my business and I tend to feel that that is what I need to do to move the needle forward. But then at the same time, I'm trying to give myself, you know, self-care and trying to find some more balance in my life. And I have no answers, but I just know <laughs> that I'm going through this. So how, where are you at? In this? I, lo- I love that we're talking about this because you and I both also 39 when the doors just kind of flew open. And I, I too felt like I was kind of shot out of this cannon feeling like, okay, if this is what I'm going to be doing, if this is how I'm meant to serve, I need to understand it very quickly. And so I pretty much burnt myself out from the beginning because I was just go, 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 go. Um, it wasn't until actually I was thinking it was by the time I met you, it was like a year and a half ago or so when I finally realized, oh, okay, when I'm getting this like nudge to actually get quiet, it means don't be in 16 classes at the same time just be present. And so I kind of had to readjust my schedule to where I'm not exerting so much energy and education and just allowing myself to integrate. And I used to think that I was doing that in the years prior, like, oh yeah, I'm integrating. And I really wasn't, I was still just exercising, exercising, exercising my ability to speak with spirit and to be psychic and to be a healer. And I still trying to find that way of feeling quote unquote balanced. Right. So it's like, I've been putting a lot of energy into my business as well, because same like you, where we're like, okay, this is what we're meant to do. So let's just like build that foundation. And I also have two young kids. And so I can see how sometimes like when my business is like thriving, I can see how my kids are like, oh, wow, they need my attention. Yeah. And it's been a challenge. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm like, okay, so let me just close my calendar down just a little bit. And then I can focus on my kids. And then I'm like, oh, but I'm really missing my business, you know? So it's like trying to find that balance. But for me, when I, I've learned now to slow down on so much outputting of energy, because my adrenals were getting rocked with mediumship and like with all these things and not sleeping. Cause you know, as you know, like when you're open, sometimes it's just will come through the night and all that stuff, you know, but now what I try to do is I get outside as much as possible. Yeah. That's been my medicine lately. Like I just, well, I think that's why my dog came into my life. Like, cause I, all of a sudden I got this puppy and he gets me outside and I feel like, like we go for walks for sometimes three hours and that's a very big luxury for somebody to have, but Mm -hmm. I know that my body needs it. So if I'm gone for hours and hours and hours, because I need to be grounded because it's hard for me to stay grounded when the kids are, you know, bickering and doing all the things and I'm rushing them out to school. And so for me, I have to unplug quite a bit. And recently it's just been like not overbooking myself with clients, understanding my seasons, right. Where I'm like, okay, this is a teaching season for me. And I'm actually really loving doing my one-to-one mentorships. Like, I feel like that's where my energy really expands right now. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of have taken, um, I'm not not seeing one-to-one clients. I'm just seeing less one-to-one clients and I'm not booking every single day for X amount of hours a day anymore. I'm trying to like condense it into two to three days and then I have four days off. Yeah. Okay. So I, you know, I never thought I would have this problem because I actually, I do feel that I have boundaries, but I have been experiencing this feeling of it's hard to say no. It's hard to say mm-hmm. no when someone has a need and they reach out to you and I'm getting a lot of messages. You, could you squeeze me in? Let me know if you have time. 
you know, and I know deep down what I need to have the breathing room to have any sort of balance, but I'm being tested. I think mm-hmm. I'm being tested to, to understand that it's okay to say, to say no. And I think that we all go through this as a healer where we put the, this kind of extra responsibility that we should we should overextend ourselves mm-hmm. to help others. And that's when I know that I'm getting like out of alignment with the wounded healer. Yes. And that even as a healer, we, we have to take care of ourselves. And I also know that I won't be up to par with the standards that I like to hold myself in if I'm saying yes. And if I'm, you know, doing all these sessions that are just like fitting people in. And so mm-hmm. it's really hard it's really hard to navigate that. Um, and I'm still, like I said, in the, in the thick of that, my, my kids are always my priority. Yes. So like I pick them up from school, I take mm-hmm. them to practice practice, which is a literal, just <laughs> the amount of sports my kids do. I'm like, who are you? Like I've never <laughs> done sports in my life. Are you sure you're my children? But anyways, they love it. So I do it. Um, and And so sometimes I'm just like, how do I do this? How do I do this all? You know, and I, I, some, I somehow try to, um, and that's the word here that, that I think is key for us to look at when we're trying and striving. That's when we know it's just not in flow. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. I, I, that's actually something that I've been tapping into recently too, is like, if it feels like I'm efforting with like this energy that I used to, where it's like making it a little difficult. That's not in alignment with my energy. I've, I've been able to recognize that now. Cause I used to have FOMO, but you know, b- back in the day, it was like, mm-hmm. I would say yes to everything. I like, I didn't really have boundaries. I would just be like, okay, I'll go, you know, is this, you know, that FOMO, I don't want to miss out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, figuring out what my boundaries are now and being okay with them. And then also, you know, as you know, with boundaries, people have to adjust to our boundaries. And sometimes that goes over well, and sometimes it doesn't. Right. But I agree. My kids come first. They come first. They're little. And I have to remind myself they come first. Like, so I try to book people in the morning when I, when they're in school, mm-hmm. but if they're sick, I reschedule clients all the time because I'm like, I want to be there with them. They're only going to be small for a small, like a short amount of time. My daughter's 13 or no, she's going to be 14. And she's like going on 25. I'm like, this girl wants to move out already. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, I, I'm always reminded by spirit, my guides, like, this is just a short amount of time. And then just keep building your foundation and keep working out the balance of your family. And if I look at my astrology chart, that's where my focus is supposed to be is my family. And it's so, supposed to so be like you that. are a Libra. What's mm-hmm. your rising and moon again? I'm a um a Libra Sun, mm-hmm. uh Leo Moon, and a Virgo rising. Okay. Mm-hmm. So interesting. So I know why we get along so well because I'm a Libra rising. Mm-hmm. And then I'm a a Pisces moon and a Capricorn Sun. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, very interesting. It it is this parallel journey between having a path of service and living that path of service, which is to serve others, but then also to take care of serving yourself and take, take care of yourself. Because I believe that when we spiritually awaken, we surpass our end. It's no longer about just us as individuals, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, 
it is what we do as individuals that impact the collective. So Mm -hmm. we can't completely forget about ourselves. We have to, I think, you know, it, it is what we're meant to do. I believe in this life is to, to, to go into this unity consciousness state. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I always remind myself, yes, true, but it is whatever I'm doing and whatever I'm realizing within myself that does expand consciousness. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that you talked about the wounded healer too, because, you know, I have that archetype. I've seen many past lives where I just suffered in order to be of service to others. And so that's like, I I always have to remember that, like, just not in this lifetime, put the oxygen mask on first, take care of yourself first. That way that when you show up for your clients, you're at 115% and I'm not coming in like, you know, completely depleted, but that's a practice for me. Like when I realize I'm overstending myself or I'm saying yes, or people are texting me on the side and going, can you get me in? And I'm like, oh, maybe I can, even though I've been shown chill just chill for a couple of months. I'm like, Oh, sorry. And I have to kind of go, okay. Wounded healer, calm down. We're good. It's so hard. <laughs> I know it's so hard. So, so what are some of the things that you do when you feel that you're on the edge of burnout or when, you know, I want to get into asking you about like energy maintenance and everything like that. But first, just what are besides nature, mm-hmm. what do you do to either prevent burnout or to hand to, to help yourself when you feel like you're there? Um, I, I kind of like tune into like, I only book, I only allow my calendar to book out three weeks in advance. I don't, I don't open my calendar up any further than that because I just know, well, I'm a mom that too. Right. So I'm like, let me just, let me just keep it like really tight. And then I'll kind of check in with myself at the beginning of the week, right? And I'll be like, okay, like for for example, I did it today. I was like, okay, I could open a few more days for the remainder of the month. And I got a strong no in my body. No. I was like, okay, I'm just going to leave it. I'm not going to do it. The other day I was like, oh, I could, you know, announce that I'm going to bring on a couple more mentorships and next month I got a no. So I was like, okay, so let me just like pull back on that. But a lot of what I do is like, I have to unplug. Like, I'm like, okay, let me just not watch TV. Mm-hmm. Let me just quiet my own mind. Um, I, I love listening to podcasts. Like, I just love it. And I'll, I'll kind of like switch my perspective too. Like where if I'm like, cause I'm super spiritual. I love listening to spiritual podcasts. I love wa- like reading spiritual books. I love doing all, like, all the things. Right. But sometimes I have to go back into my human and I'll just like listen to comedy where I'm like, ah, you know, I was like cracking up where I'm just like, not so plugged into trying to connect all the time. If that makes sense. I'm like, just remember Jess, you're here to be human, (laughs) but I have to shut down like my, my, my computer. I have to like unplug from it all because I'm like addicted to my phone. I know. And so if I'm, we, we all are. And anyone who's they're not, um, it is so bad. Yeah. So what, when I notice and I'm feeling like a little like, I'll go in, I'll make sure my calendar's closed. I like, I have to get outside. As you know, I love being outside. Like I just have to, because it gets me away from my devices and I'm addicted to my devices. And I know that that literally burns me out. Like there's times where I'm just like scrolling through reels and I'm cracking up before, yeah. you know what I look and I'm like, Oh my God, it's been like an hour and a half. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, all right, Jess, like that's just too much information that's coming into my awareness that I'm like, it's just kind of like weighing on my aura or weighing on my energy. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm not feeling good in my body, physically, emotionally, and mentally, I have to unplug. 
even if it's for a day, even if it's for a couple of hours, I feel like my bounce back is pretty good. Mm-hmm. As long as I listen to my intuition in that moment, like, like I got a message the other day that was like, Oh, don't do that just yet. And of course I went against my intuition and I <laughs> did the thing. And then I was like, Oh, I got overly excited. I posted some, a couple of my podcasts and I heard, don't do that yet. Like you're going to have to edit it. And I was just in such a rush. I was like, oh no, it's fine. Da, da, da. And then of course what happens, I launched it and it was the edits were wrong. Like I cut off a segment. I've done that. So many, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, uh, so I can always tell when I'm off because I'm like stumbling over my feet. I'm getting frustrated. I'm getting, you know, it's like these things that would normally agitate me. I can find myself getting very agitated and I'm like, okay, I need, I'm not in my body right now, but the burnout for me has been like, it's been real. I feel like it's been real. And I feel like it's really like a lot of my clients are experiencing it too. And a lot of my other friends who are healers are also experiencing it. And so I just kind of like feel into like, what do I need in this moment? Okay. I need a lot of water. I need to Mm -hmm. unplug. I need to just go outside. I need to tell my husband, not today, sir. You need to walk away. <laughs> oh, my God, not today, sir. Oh, I just not today, sir. I told like, not today, ma'am. I had, I had, me yeah, I had a listen. My my daughter, she's almost fourteen years old. She's highly intuitive. She's yeah. now in denial of her intuition, and this girl is like more psychic than I am. I mean, she's like another level of psychic, right? And she was going through a very emotional week. It was like that full moon in Leo. It was like big for her. And I was like feeling all of her stuff. And then also being a mom and feeling bad that I'm like, Whoa, my God, she's struggling. And we're, we're fighting like sisters and not feeling really good about some of the decisions and conversations that we were having together. And then one day I was like, I'm just sad. And my family doesn't really see me sad that often sad where I'm crying. Right. Mm -hmm. And my, my husband was like, are you okay? (laughs) And I was like, I'm just feeling this whole week. It was so intense. Like it was such a, like, like, I don't know. It felt like a volatile energy just was so strong. And he was like, well, maybe you should just do this. Maybe I'm like, no, 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 no. I just need to feel what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And if it's uncomfortable for you, that's okay. But then maybe you need to take the kids and need to go out to go do something for a couple hours. Cause this is where I'm at and this is where I'm going to be. And I'm going to allow myself to feel what I'm feeling. Cause uh, you know, for my friends that have known me my whole life, they know that I was like a, a queen of not feeling my feelings. I was like, Nope, I'm not feeling that today. So it was kind of amazing to sit in it because I did get the message of why I was experiencing it, why my daughter was there to teach it to me. Mm-hmm. My God. And um, yeah, you make me want to cry because it's so, it's so powerful because I do believe there is something to being the, the matriarch of the family. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that divine feminine energy really is sets an example for our children. So for you to show everyone, you know what, it's okay that mom feels mm-hmm. sad and I'm going to feel it. it. It, I, I have had that same experience where I allow myself to fall apart and I even allow myself to receive the nurturing of mm-hmm. my, my sons, you know, yeah. I have who are kind of like very boyish and, and when they see their mom and they give me some affection, it, it's like, just, there's so much power in that and allowing oh yourself to feel. Absolutely. And in, like you said, allowing them to see you feel that and the nurturing that came from that. Like when my kids saw me upset, like 
my son just came up to me and was just kissing me and hugging me. And he's like, I just love you so much. And I was like, you know what? Thank you so much. Like, thank you so much. Like, I and think you that's needed just like, that. Didn't, exactly. You feel like it's exactly what I needed need to allow people to, to give us love in that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and I try to show my daughter, those sides of myself, because I want her to know that it's okay. Because I was raised in a different time. I was, I was raised in a very military household Mm -hmm. where we just suck it up. We're strong, like keep it moving. We didn't really talk about our emotions. And and my husband and I have decided since having kids that we're going to do the opposite, even though he was grew up in a household that allowed him to do that. It was very foreign for me. And I realized that like watching my daughter being a teenager and being very independent, which I have always loved about her, but raising a teenager who's very independent can be very challenging as a mother, right? But what I realized in that moment when I when I was getting frustrated was that she's allowed to express herself in ways that I wasn't allowed to. And I think that my inner teenager was like, no, you know, like that, like, we're not allowed to do that. We're not allowed to break those rules. And I realized it in that moment. I was like, well, thank you, Charlie, for showing me a part of myself that needed to be healed or acknowledged or allowed her to speak. And then I I sat, that's what I was sitting in. Oh my God, my, my inner teenager, that bitch is mad. (laughs) The inner teenager. I mean, okay. I got to tell you this and I want to know what you think about this. I got this download the other day from the records that said that our inner child is the same when we, oh my God. Okay. So when my head spins, it means that I'm tapped into the records or like Mm -hmm. a higher power. It's, it's kind of anyway. So that just happens. So I almost feel like I'm going to faint for one moment. You get like that whirly feeling about your head. I get the same feeling when when something's about to kind of come through. So, so what they said is that the same way we heal, we heal in our past lives is the same way we heal our inner child and that our inner child is a past life version of ourself. So it is, it is an, a moment in time where we experienced ourself as, as a certain perception and identity. And they said that we go through life in these seasons. You talked about these, this saying where we, we, as these human beings, we take time periods and we separate them as stages. So we have the child self, the, the teenage self, we have, you know, the young adult years and then, you know, the senior years, I mean, there's years in between, but so when we, when we separate these these years into stages, they become it's their own identity. So we're able to go back to our inner child and heal. But there's what they said was it's the same way we're able to go back to a past life. It's the same kind mm-hmm. of feeling. So your inner child is a past life version of you. So I'm like, holy, what? Oh my. So I was, so I'm like, you know, going into even my teenage years, that was its own version of mm-hmm. who I was. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I could lump it into its own kind of conditioning and everything I was thinking and feeling kind of had this parameter around it. And then, you know, we take with us those limited beliefs into the early adult years. And it's just, I don't know. What do you think? Mm-hmm. About this? <laughs> well, I, I, I will never forget the first time I questioned a past life to my guides And Mm -hmm. I questioned not only a past life, but I questioned like some of the guides that I was seeing through some of these visions. Because at the time when I was questioning it, I would see this like version of a guide standing to my left. 
while mm-hmm. we while I was seeing the projection in front of me like a TV screen of like maybe something that happened in a past life that was similar to what was triggering something in my current existence. Right. I guess if we, <laughs> I don't know how to like, I yeah, was kind of, I get, you know what I mean? Cause I'm like, if everything's happening all at once, is that a past life or, you know, so that was the first time they brought that concept to me. It was like, you are trying to separate time and space and you're trying to separate yourself from these guides or the, the people that I was seeing as guides. And they said, what if this projection of this guide that you're showing yourself to the left is just another version of yourself. And that like blew my mind. I was like, Oh my gosh. Do you know, I got the same download that our, our, um, our spirit guides are okay. Well here. Okay. So our (laughs) spirit guides are in essence, a version of ourself and, and kind of a version of our higher self, but it makes perfect sense because we're all one. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. any, any being that, that has a sense of enlightenment, that is, you know, a divine being is, is who we are in our divine essence. It's a reflection of the part of us that stems from oneness. Mm -hmm. So everybody is a part of us. So I, I got, well, and like, think of it this too, like at the time when I was questioning all of this, I was also, and I'll, I'll never forget this. One of my teachers, Catherine Schiff, who had, who changed my life. Like this woman came in like a freaking wrecking ball and I have so much like admiration for her. I'm so grateful that I met her and, and all of the things. Right. But she would say to us, you don't have to create separation between your, you and your guides. What if it was you? And I, di- I didn't, it, it just wasn't landing back then. I was mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. I couldn't be doing this without them. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and so when that concept came in for whatever reason, it was like the keys were open perfectly or my consciousness was open perfectly. It just felt like so much truth in every cell of my body. And so now like, I, and then I started seeing my guides almost in a different way. So before my consciousness needed, I needed to project a person in order for me to think that they were really there. Now I will feel like a collective of yeah. energy. And I know that certain guides come forward for certain things mm-hmm. where I guess my consciousness, or I don't need that like validation that there's proof that there's somebody there. Right. Mm-hmm. But I love talking to you about this stuff. Cause a lot of your podcasts I trip out on because I'm always like, Oh my God, I totally understand that. Like, <laughs> I love it too. And you know, the validation. Okay. So this was another thing that I was, I've, I've been thinking about. I used to shame myself for, for loving validation, mm-hmm. but in I, love the- a, I love a good yeah. validation. I right, love no, being razzled I, and dazzled. I'm yeah, a kid. I, I'm, it's I'm, okay. Oh no, I love thing. it. I lo- I literally get excited. I'm like, oh my god, how'd that happen? Like, I'm still very much like I have this magical feeling in me. Now, this is I should say this though. When I'm doing it with my guides, or like where there's no pressure, like it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm like, oh my god, that's so weird. Thank you for telling me that. Like, if a client says to me, Jess, you said this to me at, at our our reading six months ago, the date, the time, da da da, and it happened. And I'm like, oh wow, that's so cool. I don't know how that happened. You know, it's like, but when you're sitting in a session and you're like, especially when the beginning, like when you're new and you're like, 
wanting that validation to keep going. And it's like, yeah. almost like this, like you're pouring out your life force energy because you just want that validation. That's different than that, that what I'm talking about now, because now I, I can handle a no and it just can sort of roll off. Right. Where in the beginning, that no can just knock you to the, your knees, you know, what I'm talking about where you're yeah, like, and it, and that's the, it's, it's what you're describing is, is that how we have this, these words that mean something. And then there's the shadow side to every word. There's the out of balance. There's the way we approach it. So the lack is like us being out of balance with validation, but the centered balance of validation is a beautiful thing and it's okay. And, and it's Uh just like, it's, it's almost like a, a synchronicity where it's like the validation is you being in alignment with the present moment and in your wholeness, if if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does make sense. And I don't know. I just feel like so much of the work that we do, it does sort of feel like magic, right? We're like, how does this happen? Like, how do, how do I know these things? How are these things coming in? Like who, where did this come from? You know, cause sometimes I'm like, okay, that was not an enlightened being. Cause they would never talk about somebody's partner like that. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then, and now I'm able to compartmentalize like, okay, my psychics in the front, my mediumships, my right ear, my, you know, my, um, ascended beings are above my head. But in the beginning, it feels very much like, where the heck is this coming it's from? Gonna, I don't know. This psychic, you know right? do, and does it ever change for you? Cause very clearly for me, I have my Akashic guides on my right and I have mediumship on my left oh. and and, but you know how they say everything changes just when yeah. you kind of get it all down, it changes. Uh, and, yeah. And I'm 100%. open to it changing, but there, there, there's this divine wisdom where they organize, you know, things like that. And I find it just fascinating that I have, it's so separated. I know. So for me, like when I was first developing, I don't, you probably experience this too, especially with mediumship. I had teachers that would say like, create a stage in front of you. And then you'd put people here and you put people here. Like, you know, it was kind of like, you try to organize them and I would try to like do that, but then it felt like I was efforting. It didn't feel like I I was in my intuition. Right. Me too. So here's something really funny that lands for me. And this is how I know my higher self. I'm, I'm a silly person anyway, but I'm like, I love when my guides are funny. So, oh yeah. Like, Mine are sh- so funny. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that works for me. So then I saw like a vision. Remember those like old school, like, listen, I'm 45 years old. So maybe not the well, newer people may not understand this, <laughs> but you remember those like old school, like JC Penny Sears family pictures where it's like mom and dad on one side and the kids are at the bottom. Like, yeah. that's kind of how I see it. So like, if I'm like, if some, I'm reading somebody in front of me, and I, I'm like, oh, that's a spirit here. Where you go? They'll kind of show me that picture in the head. Oh, I'm here. Okay. Oh, you're on father's side. And then from there, it just, the messages come in where before, when I try to organize it, it just, it felt like I was driving a stick shift and I was just grinding the gears. Yeah. So the more I kind of got out of the way of trying to like, keep it organized in the way that people were trying to teach me, mm-hmm. I was beginning to see my rhythms where I was like, oh, okay. I'm hearing spirit here. And then when I would do the Kashuk records or, you know, do channeling, I, same thing, that whirling above the head I would get. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like the energies would be like these pillars of light, like almost like I took something and stretched it really high. Right. Okay. So for me, it feels that it, it it's a cloud that's dropping into my head. Oh, I love that. So for me, it almost feels like I have a being standing behind me mm-hmm. and then they just go, 
And then I, and I almost become stretching with them. It's, it's like I'm anchored so, in the earth. So you're merging with them to me. Said, that's maybe, that maybe. And so I get like that. And then I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working with this, you know, um, mother Mary, this, that, and I'll kind of get like these knowings that come through in that way mm-hmm. where my psychic information is in front of me. Now that just came with practice. I didn't, that didn't, that wasn't like a natural thing for me. I had to like get out of my own way and understand with readings like, oh, oh, that came here. And like, oh, okay. That came here. And do you work with symbols? I do. So in the, well, in the records, a lot of the ways that they communicate some, well, not a lot, but some of the ways is signs and symbols. Right. Um, and metaphors. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily ask for symbols, but I love when they, they give me, usually it's, it's in my inner mind's eye that I see the symbol. And then it's about me dissecting what that means. So usually the way that they communicate is on different senses. They'll, they'll give me the symbol, but they'll tell me what it means at the same time. Okay. That's very similar to how I do it. Where, you know, how like sometimes you're, you're, you will hear psychics go when I see a lockbox. Oh. It means this for me. Like yeah, I don't yeah, work yeah. with symbols that way where I'm like, this only means this. I'm the same way. Like I'll see an image or a symbol and I'll go, okay, allow me to feel it this way. Or like, if I can't like translate it very quickly, mm-hmm. then it just kind of comes in through different clairs, depending on who I'm working with. Yes. I think it's like the, it's the perfect representation for that unique person and, and, you know, experience, Mm -hmm. but it's for, yeah, it's not the same for me each time as well. I, but I'll, although, you know, after years of being in my mediumship development, I'm finally able to understand some of the ways that spirit communicates. And then my interpretations are, is what's wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I have to, I don't know if you've experienced this where they will show me something and then I'll put my interpretation. Yep. Yep. But what I yep. really need to do is just describe what I've been shown and sometimes allow the sitter to, to say what it is or to ask spirit instead of me making my own association because oh, yeah. that's where I'm like, Oh no, like someone showed me spirit showed me, um, a recliner and I heard just the word recliner. And so I just assumed it was a recliner chair, but it was a recline. It was a bed, a hospital bed, but mm. it, it was very important that that was an important piece of evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes it's like slowing down, backing up and and asking them, okay, what does that mean? And not just like yeah. jump to the conclusions. That was where I would kind of jump uh, very quickly. Like when I was first developing, it was like, oh, how about this? And, you know, a lot yeah. of my teachers were like, no, 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 no. Just let it marinate for a second. Just sit with it. Ask, ask more questions. Don't be yeah. quick. Don't be so quick. Cause it was like, I don't I like, there was like this like double, some teachers would say, get, say whatever you get right away, just say it. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, and I think it was just probably to get us out of that fearful state of just like holding what you have. And then I'd have other teachers that'd be like, oh no, let it marinate, bring it into your sacral, allow yourself to like feel the information. And then if you still don't understand it, ask to see it in a different way or know it in a different way. That was like a huge turning point for me where I was like, oh, okay, let me just sit in this for a second. Cause I always did uh, mediumship readings over the phone, which I love, but then I when know you love that, I know I love that. it. I I've love doing that mediumship too, but I like to see people. See, I, I'm I the opposite because you know what happened is I would see somebody start to cry and then I would drop out of my power because mm-hmm. my human would be like, oh, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I, and I tend to like 
look off to the side anyway. And, yeah. and, and so I just love being on the phone because half the time my eyes are closed and I'm just going on this journey and they're taking me through closets and drawers. They're taking me through all the fun stuff. And, and so it just really allowed me to just really like go on this like journey with spirit. But when COVID happened and we moved to like being on zoom, which was very challenging for me in the beginning, um, cause I'm just like so weird with being in front of the camera and I still am, but, um, I had to kind of like adjust my readings. Cause it's like, Oh, this yeah. feels so awkward having somebody stare at me, you know, well, but I, I prefer over the phone mediumship. It is. It's also, um, because I don't do in-person sessions that much. That's also really weird. Like I've done mm-hmm. a few and it's, it's just, we get used to, you know, one way yeah. I love zoom. I mean, I think that's going to stay, that's going to stay for a long time. I think everyone's comfortable with that now. Yeah. I've always been virtual. The only time I've ever been in person is when I was in classes or when I was in workshops and, or in like mentorships where you were required to like, you know, be in classes for eight or nine hours. Mm -hmm. I prefer distant, Uh, you know, whenever I am with somebody and, you know, spirit comes through, it's almost like it's a different surge of energy. Hi, baby. (laughs) The mailman's here, and I'm like, you do not bark. You do not bark. Yeah. I just give her the eye. I mean, I communicate with my dog. I'm sure you do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Full level communication. I gave her the mother eye of don't you dare. You're like, don't you dare. (laughs) Don't you dare. Sorry, I'm listening. Okay. No, but um, but yeah, so I don't know. I just like, I'm more comfortable when I'm doing things virtually, when I have a little room between me and the sitter. When I would do in-person like workshops, you know, when you're in those intensives for mediumship, you'd be in there for eight hours a day. And I just felt my clairsentience. It was just so overwhelming for me. And I would like, especially because I pick up a lot in the body Mm -hmm. with like illness in the body and things like that. It almost felt like too strong, like too strong or too close Mm -hmm. to like, I've merged almost too much in a way. I don't know why I don't, it could just be like my own belief system. I don't know, but I prefer, this is my jam. I do everything virtually and I can go anywhere, you know, I I love it anywhere. We can work with people from all over the world, Mm -hmm. which I absolutely love. Okay. So I have a question to ask you because you know, I, I think, most people know me as an Akashic record reader, maybe a medium as well, but really how I started was an energy healer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but it was funny because I started right before COVID. So I was doing my energy healing at the Conscious Life Expo and it was like this amazing experience. And then COVID happened. I think it was February. And then of course, March COVID mm-hmm. happened. So I haven't been doing energy healing as much. I personally like to do energy healing in person. I know you can do it virtually, but I think I'm going to be moving back into blending some more energy healing work in the records. But my question to you, um, cause I've started to just naturally start to receive information with people's chakras. Mm-hmm. I want to know from you, what does it mean? Is there one meaning when you see someone's chakras spinning um, counterclockwise. Um, for me, whenever I see something turning the opposite, it's just drawing my attention towards needing like me to go into there a little bit deeper. That's just something that I don't, I don't know if it was taught to me. I don't know why it's just all Mm -hmm. notice when something's off. And, um, if, you're ever in a session with me, you'll kind of see me using my hands energetically mm-hmm. because I'll kind of feel into the energy. And it's almost, I almost like play with it with my hand, with my fingers. Right. right. Um, 
So that's, something is off, but it, 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 it doesn't necessarily have a general meaning. No, it doesn't okay. mean like, oh, if, for me, it doesn't mean if something is spinning opposite, it means X. No, for me, it just shows me like, oh, okay. My awareness needs to go there and let's start asking the body questions. Okay. And so, and I, I'm like a root cause, like I like to get down to the root of things. And so I'll like even say to the body, thank you for showing this to me. Will you take me to the root cause of this experience? And then it'll kind of go through the body. And so um, it just, for me, it's just like, oh, something's there. Right. Or right. I like to do body scans. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and this is, what's weird that I don't do body scans every time. All of a sudden the guides will say body scan and I'm like, yeah. okay. And then I just, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Every session's different. It's never the same for me. I don't do the same thing every single time. The only thing that I do that is consistent is I will ground them and I'll move the energy through the channels of their body just mm -hmm. so I can see where they're operate operating at currently. And then I'll be like, oh, I'm really drawn to the head or I'm really drawn to the shoulder. Or, I'm really drawn. You know what I mean? But as far as chakras, like, you know, some people are like, oh, it means this means this color or, you know, there's meanings for this color. Mm -hmm. I don't like to, I'm a rule breaker. I don't like to like, oh, well, that's what, so am I. Yeah. And so Those are meant to be broken. Yeah. And so I will say, okay, well, okay, I'm really drawn to somebody's root chakra. And I, I know like the lowest vibration of the root chakra, but I'll just ask, okay, well, why is this, why, you know, why is the body feeling this? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's related to this family member from da, 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 da. And they'll usually take me through an ancestral, you know, um, healing or an ancestral story that's coming up for the person in this moment or something. So I, I try to tell the people that I teach to like, don't try to lock yourself in. Don't try to put yourself in a box, like mm -hmm. allow yourself to feed, be curious and ask questions. That yes. was a challenge for me when I was developing because I was raised to not ask questions. Oh, really? Okay. So can you imagine when I was doing mediumship? And I was like, be sitting there. Yeah, I'm like, I have a dad here. And I'm like, oh shit, I got to ask questions. You know, <laughs> questions <laughs> are literally energetically what unlocks more information. Yes. And in the absolutely record, is the questions that literally take like an arrow within all that you are within your infinite possibilities, what it is that you want to know and that you need to know. Mm -hmm. um, so, okay. I wanted to ask you about this too, because um, this is just, this is kind of coming from my own curiosity. So when I would get my own energy work before I became an energy healer, I, this is so, I've always wanted to ask, I, I don't know if I ever have asked you this, this is what would happen to me. So let's say I'm getting Reiki done, or like I had a cranial sacral therapy session one time, and this happened to me. And to this day, I'm not exactly sure what happened. So as I'm lying on this table, getting the energy healing, my hands and arms started to move on their own. And they started to go in circles like this. Maybe people can't see me, but they would start to spin in circles. Mm -hmm. And then they, some beings that I felt in the presence of the room moved my arms and my hands. And I would proactively be a part of the energy. Yep. healing. And I was doing the energy healing with them, with the facilitator and then at some point they had me put my hands on the practitioner on her head and send her energy healing. That happens to okay. me all the time. That's not happened to you. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not moving my hands right now. This is just happening. Yep. And, I'll merge okay. with whatever beings are in the room yes. and you'll just, all of a sudden I'll be doing they like mantras with my hands and I'm like, it's not me. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And yeah, it happens to me a lot. Okay, yeah. good. Now, so mm -hmm. this is the other thing as I'm 
you know, reading as I'm, as you know, I'm an Akashic record reader. So I, as I say the prayer, my hands will be moving the words with energy. So mm-hmm. I will take my hands and it's like, I say a word and my hands will open energetically to this level of connection with mm-hmm. the record. So it's like, you. I look like a conductor. Okay. And, you I- know, and so and so, okay. So these things happen to you. These obviously. happen to me all and the time. It's very normal. It, it, it happens to me all the time. And I always tell clients, especially if they're new, I said, listen, you're probably going to see me moving my hands. You're probably going to see me doing things like this in the body. It's because my guides are merging with my hands at some degree, and I'm able to pull the energy out. And as I'm pulling the energy out with my physical hands, I'm getting psychic re- like information from, right. it's like, and it just started happening the last two and a half years ago, like two, it was like about two and a half years ago when I started to fully merge into that sense. Mm -hmm. And, and then, or I'll say, I'll hear my guides say like a word, like let's say it's like, um, abandonment and they say it through, they say it, and then it's supposed to come through me and it's, it it unlocks this essence of abandonment in like, Mm -hmm. let's say the sacral. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'll say, and and so I have to tell my clients now, like you'll hear me saying certain words Mm -hmm. and it's because they're going to try to like open up maybe a a block or a belief or like maybe some sort of trauma that you've stored. And I said, so if you hear me say something, I always say to them, just repeat, like I am worthy. Cause they'll also give like a mantra in the body, like almost like they're resetting the belief. If that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And because everything's energy and words mm-hmm. are energy, it's, it's, it's this, um, it's the power of the word spoken that, that can create so much healing. But then when mm-hmm. you, when you expand that with, with other modalities, with the movement of your hands and the power of your intention, it's just the healing is done on so many just different layers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Frequency of energy. So, okay. So what I wanted to also ask you was, um, I'm drawing a blank. You can I ask you a question? Yes. Okay. Cause that, this has been happening to me very recently. Like whenever I work with uh, the women in my, um, one-to-one mentorships, like we will open the Akashic records for them. Like I'll teach them how to do it so that they can kind of, you know, hang out in their own records. Right. But what my guides showed me over the last two and a half years or so of me doing mentorships is that each person can unlock it their own way, right. Through their heart. But recently they've been having us walk through the, the, the energetic umbilical cord. Hmm. Have you ever done that? I know all about, okay. So what I do before every session is I take my silver cord and I plug it into source consciousness and (laughs) my, um, my definition of the records is source consciousness. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing Mm -hmm. is we're accessing all that has ever been known within our thoughts, choices, and actions anchored in highest potential. So this came about everything that I've learned comes about directly from channeled, you know, communication. And so my belly button is where my silver cord comes Mm -hmm. out of. And then it's just, yeah, I just, I plug it into source consciousness because that's the state of awareness that I want to be in and access. I love so. that you just shared that. Cause I'm like, I'll actually see, okay. So let's say I'm teaching them how to open their Akashic records. Now, lately it's been either through the portal of the heart or mm-hmm. the, but late yep. but the last couple of weeks, it's been through the, it's making my belly button like 
it's like it's activating right now. Yeah. Um, but I'll almost see, I don't want to say I'm like overshadowing them, but kind of right. Like I'll psychically see my energy almost like holding a light source for Mm -hmm. them to walk, like almost like if they're walking in front of me energetically and they're walking through their umbilical cord Mm -hmm. to their Akashic records. And I'm just like holding the light or the frequency it's, I don't know how to explain it. If this is something new that's been happening and then they, then they go through on their own journey. And I'm just like overseeing, I'm not like asking them questions. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I think it's just, you know, the unique way that you see that representation, but Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it's the idea of when you are a way shower or you're Mm -hmm. a gatekeeper, you, you carve the path for a connection to happen. You're just holding space. Yeah. For them to connect. And I think that that's really what happens in every session that I do, because I I always like to take whoever I'm reading, I I like to take them on the journey Mm -hmm. and be in the records with me as well, just like you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, because that's really how the powerful healing happens is, mm-hmm. is when they create the shifts in their awareness, it becomes their new reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that there's so many different ways that we can support ourselves in accessing the records. And so if that is what you see and what feels right for mm-hmm. you, I just always say to go with it. Yeah, exactly. It's, always, the same unique. Way. Yeah, it's yeah. always unique. I know. Like uh, I, I remember the, like, I feel like mine is just, well, lately I've been giving so many of my clients your prayer because I'm like, you have to just reach out to Amber. Cause I, you'll pop into a session with an Akashic like, record. Yeah. You you'll pop in your, that. And it's yeah. so funny because it, mm-hmm. it, I, that happens to me. Like I yeah. will have dreams with people where I'm having this like shared consciousness experience. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a dream, like a fleshing out your thoughts. You know, it's like a real, like I am in the dream with someone, someone is. In yeah. The so it's just astral yeah. traveling, I guess. Like I'm maybe, well, what do you think well, or maybe it's even like a soul recognition, right? So if I'm working with a specific client and I see your face come in when we're, especially as it relates to us going into the Akashic records, I'll always say like, you know, there's this book, there's this, I'm like, but I really feel called to like put you towards my friend, Amber. She has a really beautiful prayer. If if you feel like it's like, you know, something you want to tap into or you want to work with her, she's somebody that I trust. Right. Um, And so, yeah, like I always kind of trust, like if I see someone's, you know, face come in and I'm like, okay, I know to refer them to whatever, or, you know, you know, but yeah, every now and again, I'll see you in there and I'm like, oh, I just referred a client over to you. We were (laughs) dancing in the Akashic records. And I just felt like their soul is like somebody who really resonates in the Akashic records, you know, not that we all can't, but you know, how there's some people where you're like, oh no, they've been, they've done this before. Like they've actually been, you know what I mean? Like, um, and so that's been fun to see. I feel like there's some people just as, you know, there's, well, you know, the Akashic records has the beings that govern it. And I believe Mm -hmm. that some of those beings might even be us who are Mm -hmm. doing the work of the records. Like I kind of feel, yeah, that I've been, I meant to work that I've always worked in the record. Yeah. I think that I I get that strong uh, feeling for you too. I'm like, oh, this is not your first rodeo, like being, you know, a teacher of the Akashic records. Like I totally feel that from you. Um, and I was going to ask you too, because you were, you were mentioning like with your hands and, and, um, cause I feel like you do do healing from the Akashic records. You like do. I just you absolutely oh, do. Yeah. I feel like you do. Like whenever you talk about it, I can actually like see, I'm like, oh, she's doing healing from and it. Like depending on the philosophies or like what, what you follow, like, you know, I, I talk about, um, 
um, soul retrieval work or, you know, that's kind of how I see it when you talk about it. I'm like, oh, she's doing soul retrieval work, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's like you said, the Mm -hmm. same, maybe it's a different philosophy and you call it soul retrieval, but maybe I say it's a, it's a, you're healing at a soul level. Yeah, exactly. And and all healing is really done within all layers of energy Mm -hmm. because it's your, it's your awareness that like penetrates everything. So, you know, you're an energy healer. I'm an energy healer, but you do mediumship. You do, you know, your womb healings. Like mm-hmm. it's all just it's a all different modality done. Well, and perfect example, even with the womb healing, that to me is just a, like, an, a, it feels like another layer of the Akashic records. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I never like to say like, there's like floors or like, mm-hmm. but sometimes I feel like there's, when I access the records, there's different quote unquote levels of awareness or like, yes. right. And there's, there's layers of awareness that right. relate to the consciousness you're in because it's, consciousness is frequency is dimensions. It's all the same thing and interlapping. Yeah. And so when I'm in the womb, I would, I would kind of separate it. Cause like, oh, I'm doing womb healing, you know? And then I was like, oh no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just in another layer of the records while I'm in the womb. Cause they'll show me like doorways to different lifetimes. And, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I like, it's so funny. Like my human mind always wants to try to, I don't want to say separate it, but kind of, right. I want to kind of like, you know, before to you understand, to understand. Yeah. 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 Or like, you know, when you're first, you know, if you are a healer, you're always like, oh, what offerings am I going to put out there? Yeah. You know, and you're like, and I used to try to separate them. And now I'm like, listen, it's a mixed bag. You're going to get what you get when you come to me, because I'm just being led by spirit. And half the time it's, you know, mediumship combined with energy healing with psychic insight. And I always like to say soul healing, you know, yeah. or before I used to try to like, no, you can come to me for this for this long <laughs> and spirit would be like, can you just get out of the way? <laughs> I know. I mean, it's, I love that. And it's so true. I mean, and I think that, I think that that's kind of where I'm leaning to really. Mm-hmm. Is I'm starting to realize the, the energy work that's happening, like you said, and and I think that there's going to be something that I'm moving towards. I'm also moving towards light language, but I have oh, not yeah. spoken it out loud. I have a mentorship client who, you know, Krista, yeah. you refer to me and she's kind of, I think she's also feeling some of her own light language and it's just this next level stuff. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. like I'll just be alone and I'll feel this frequency that just comes out of my throat and I like allow myself to kind of sing it. Oh, and, and Remember when I had that reading with you and I sh- and I said that you were on like this river and you were yeah. singing and yeah. you showed me this meditation that you do where you're kind of, you know, mm-hmm. doing that in it. And that's like a form of light language, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I, so that's next. Le- anyways. Yeah. I know what you mean. Cause I remember when light language tried to come in, it was in 20, it was late 2020. My guides were wanting me to like they wanted, they wanted a certain amount of access to my throat chakra that I was yeah. not prepared for, but I would do it in private and I would do it and I would record it while I was in my bath. And I was like, who, and what is that? It was like this beautiful frequency that come out, but I just was so nervous to just show it to the public because I was like, I wasn't sure what was happening, you know, but I feel like your light language comes through on your podcast. Oh, when I listen to words, that, that frequency, I feel like that, like, I'm hearing harmonic frequency in your voice, right? Like mm-hmm. when I listen to your podcast and I know you, right? And so, but there's something that happens. I can actually feel it in my energetic body where things are opening. It's like opening other levels within my aura, if that makes sense. So yeah. I think that a lot of times too, is like 
well, we know light language comes in many forms. You know, some people draw it, right. some people speak it, some people, right? right. So, so words are light language. Exactly. Light language. Singing is light language. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I always feel like you're, even if you're not like doing, I guess what we are expected of what light language is, and, and you know, cause sometimes I've seen people and I'm like, one of my other friends who I want you to meet, her mm-hmm. name is Sophia and she was doing light language and it was crazy. Wow. Oh my God. She's another Akashic record reader. Um, but I was like, what the heck was that? You know, I I know, I know. And it does. I mean, it's a, I don't know how to put words to it when it comes through you. It's like, I almost feel like my, my whole body dissolves, you know, but that's the thing. Like you don't need the words because the frequency of it. Yeah. Um, so I have a feeling where, you know, and I thank you, by the way, I love to kind of, you know, hear that, that maybe the words that we speak, the whatever that we do, it's always light language, but there might be like another way that I do different. Like it's just this melody. There's Mm -hmm. this one melody that comes through and it has the same rhythm and it, you have to do it. You just have to do it. Just do it. I I will do it one day, but I might need to (laughs) be on something in the beginning. Um, But it's like, it's almost like different it's beings that Mm -hmm. are the ones speaking through you. And so sometimes it's, you know, like the angelic realm and sometimes it's like enlightened beings. And so, yeah, that's going to be a fascinating journey that, um, that I think I will be going into. Maybe you'll do it when we're in Canada, when we're on our retreat. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. So we're hanging out in our room. No, I can't. By the way, I can't wait. I can't wait. So if anyone doesn't know me and Jessica are traveling together to, is it called the spirit school retreat or I think sacred, sacred, oh, sacred spirit retreat, sacred, sacred Ooh, spirit retreat. I, I don't know. I just signed up. <laughs> yeah, we're signed up and I don't know if it's closed, but it is Daniel Serenks retreat in Canada. So we're so excited. We're traveling there together and we're just going to have witchy fun in the mountains, yeah. <laughs> trying not to yeah, get eaten by a bear. <laughs> Bringing my Nespresso machine, <laughs> yeah, ex- with our espresso machine and our yeah. our cotton bathrobes that we're gonna bring. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I'm so excited. And let me ask you: Is it true, or am I making this up in my head that you're gonna be doing retreats in your Palm Springs or desert house? I am. I I plan to do them at our desert retreat house. The barn okay. is almost done. We had to put a pause because of um, one of our. Um, contractors, he had to take a break, but it is almost done. I know one day you're going to have to come out to the desert with me just so you can experience that property. It's beautiful. Yeah. I would love to. And I'm going to, I want to go to your retreat. I mean, that. Yeah, it is. It's, it's coming. It is coming. We were hoping that the house would be ready in April, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I can still do a retreat off the main house, but I was like, kind of hoping that, you know, maybe if some people wanted to spend the night, we'd have enough rooms, you know what I mean? Like, but maybe yeah. I'll just do like a day retreat in the beginning. Yeah. That would, that's going to be amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can see myself doing that. Um, one day possibly I, let me ask you this, where do you, where do you think you're going? Like, where, where do you see yourself in the future, the future version of you? Like, what do you think you'll be doing? Well, the future version that I've, I've seen, it scares me, honestly, because I have to get really comfortable with being seen. But I see myself having more of a of a school. Um, I actually see myself having a brick and mortar school at some point. It's not right now, but I've seen they keep showing me like little clips of where I'm meant to go. Mm-hmm. 
And so, yeah, so I just see myself expanding as a teacher, which is so strange because when I first started getting messages at my awakening, it was very clear. It was like, you're a spiritual teacher mm-hmm. and a spiritual counselor. Cause I would get the same cards over and over and over again. Like this one deck and only two cards would come out. And I was like, I'm not a teacher. I'm not a counselor. <laughs> and so now, like, of course now it makes sense. I was just so literal back then. I was like, I yeah. don't want to be teaching kids in school. Like that's where my head oh. was back then. And, um, and so now I think I'm like more comfortable with being teacher and like holding space as a spiritual counselor. And so that's kind of where I see this. I'm like, I feel like I'm going to be building more of a community um, with my solo podcast and uh, releasing more workshops and classes. And one of my friends, one of my friends here in town, she has, um, she's opening up like a spiritual center. And so I see myself like holding more like in-person classes too, like psychic circles and like things like that. And so that'll be fun. That will be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's exciting that we can finally be in person with people. I think it's another level of connectedness that I, I am craving. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, that's really exciting. I know, I know what it's like to see like a version of yourself and feel like it's so far off, Yeah, but at the same time, feel that it feels right. Like, cause I've also been shown where Mm -hmm. I'm going and Mm -hmm. it's, it's a whole other conversation. Like yeah. what is destiny and what is, what are you co-creating? And I think it's, mm-hmm. it's both. I think, I, I think so too. I think it's like, I think I'll, I'll get these little puzzle pieces. If we want to call it that. And then over time, I'm like, Oh, I'm starting to see the bigger picture. Um, and it does still feel like it's sort of like this umbrella of like, yeah you know, you can spend your energy here, spend your energy here. It's not anywhere is like the wrong destination. It's just like, where is my heart at in this moment? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as like a career, I'm like, I'm in it for the long haul. That's what they've showed me. So I'm excited, (laughs) but I I guess it's like, (laughs) right. I, yeah, no, I mean, I, I've never been more committed to anything. Me either. Honestly, like I hated school growing up. I hated books. I hate it, but there, but there's something about this I can't get enough information. I can't get enough education. I can't, I, I it never felt so expanded and passionate about something in my life. And so it feels good. It feels good to find if I want to say my purpose or purposes, yeah. cause I know that those are going to change over time as well. But in this moment, I'm like, I'm, I, I pinch myself that I get to do this work and have the life that I want. And I get to be home with my kids and I get to travel and I get to help people. And I get to like, take as many classes as I want. Like I'm so grateful. I agree. I know exactly how you feel. I do feel the same. It is an honor to, to be doing this work and it, it lights me up the same. Mm-hmm. Like it's just amazing. And I love meeting people like you, people that just get, we get each other and the people mm-hmm. like our listeners. And obviously we're all in this journey together and yeah. it just feels so good to, to recognize each other, to remember why we're here mm-hmm. and to be on this path. So Let's see. I don't know. Is there any other closing questions we have for each other? I don't think so. I feel like that was such a good conversation. That didn't even feel like pressure at all. No, I don't feel feel any pressure with you. I'm not, (laughs) you know, I, I, I'm, I'm in this, I'm in this kind of motto, like this personal motto of like, if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. And if you want to do it, make it feel good. Absolutely. And I don't mean for it to sound like bypassy. Like no. I still feel all my freaking fears. I feel all my feelings, but 
I also feel like we're not meant to suffer. Like I feel this suffering should be temporary. It's a temporary perspective. And like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this work and, and not be in joy. Like I want to enjoy life. I want mm-hmm. to just be in, you know, I think sometimes we forget like, yes, we're here to heal, but we are heal here to be in joy and love. Mm-hmm. I just want to be in that. I just want to have conversations like this and enjoy. (laughs) I know. I I agree. I think we need more and more of it. And I think, you know, the more that we can accept that that's possible and that it's already here for us. It's just, we have to like, like accept that it's, that it is what that is. Right. Like I didn't used to think like that. I I thought that was for somebody else. Yeah. And now that I have it, I'm like, oh my God, I want everybody to feel this, you know? And, um, and so, yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, chase, I always say chase the fear. Mm-hmm. and have fun while you're doing it. Let's have yeah. like, yeah. Cause it can be very serious as you know, like the spiritual, the spiritual work, you know, doing, doing the shadow work, it's really important. Um, but even through the shadow work, my guides are always like, be playful, have fun. This is what you signed up for. Like, you don't have to be here forever, you know? And I'm like, okay, that's so true. Like, so that's why I was told with my clients. I'm like, when they're practicing reading, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. call in joy call yeah. it amusement. It's going to open up that aura so big. You yeah. get nervous, call enjoy an amusement. Just be it. You're, you're, you're having fun. You're playing right now, you know, and even just saying that. Might work. You realize that I'm the same way that I, I literally, the, the group of women that I'm leading right now that, you know, teaching them how to read their records, like my parting words, the first class was just think of this as the experiment of your lifetime, yeah. but meaning an experiment in discovery and play because and play. that literally opens your channel and it mm-hmm. opens it. It's kind of like the, the state of miracles. Like what, what is the state of miracles is when you hold the possibility for unlimited potential, like anything mm-hmm. can happen, but with the intention of obviously, you know, good and, and love and joy. Like, I just feel like the more we, we look for something and I don't mean for this to sound trite, but we all know about the law of attraction, but it's kind Mm -hmm. of like what we focus on does grow. And yes, like, Mm -hmm. and so feel your feelings transform, but at the same time, like your transformational journey can feel abundant. Like, Oh yeah. Feel your wholeness while you're growing through these challenges, right? Oh, absolutely. Like even when I talk about like, oh my, I was terrified at the beginning of my journey, mm-hmm. even through my fear of letting go of who I thought I was, because I thought, oh my God, you know, who am I going to be? What is, what, what's, what's the end game here? I didn't know what the, what, I didn't know what the, the outcome was going to be. And the more that I surrendered to that playful energy and just realizing like this work can be fun and should be fun the more that I was like, oh, okay, I'm just getting in my own head. I'm getting in my own way. I'm like allowing my thoughts and my, my, my doubts and what I think, you know, oh my God, I'm not going to say the, the right thing. Like, let's just have fun. And my teachers used to say that all the time. They would say we're in kindergarten. And I'm like, I love that. I'm like, yeah. I'm in kindergarten. I'm going to get messy. I'm going to color outside of the lines. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to allow myself to be playful. And so that. even when I'm in a session, if someone is on the other, on the other end and I can feel their energy drop. Mm-hmm. I immediately imagine the state of play above their head. And then all of a sudden I'll feel the energy expand. Mm-hmm. 
Well, listen, we're going to have to talk again because that's yes. I, what I have to say about that. There's this, there's this whole other conversation that we'll talk about at a, in another interview. So people are like, listen, we can't be with you for two hours, but that <laughs> other conversation is all about holding space because mm. I have these tricks up my sleeve for holding space in sessions where what I say is I, I, I kind of, I, I fall in love with my clients and, and I make mm-hmm. them fall in love with me. And I know that sounds so weird, but I just freaking bathe them in love. And it's just, too. I just see them at a soul level. Yes. And just, you just melt away. And it's like that sh- it's a shared experience. And, mm-hmm. and you, you, when you see them in their loving essence, they start to literally see themselves that way. And, you and they melt. It brings down and the they melt. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm like, let me see your heart and I'll allow you to see mine. That's exactly <laughs> yes. how I do my sessions too. And okay. yeah, Everyone's yeah. Like, well, we'll have to save that for another conversation. <laughs> 1000%. Okay. So let's, let's, um, let's do this again. I know that we will. And thank you so much for listening. Everyone that has, you know, been, you know, gone with us on this interview, we are going to both air this on our, each of our own podcasts. So if you're listening on your light is fearless, go check out Jessica miles, the podcast mm-hmm. it takes everything out of me to not say that the wrong way. <laughs> I love it. Thank Am you I so saying much. that correctly. Jessica yes. miles, the podcast. It's tricky. Okay. Listen, it's M E I it's spelled M E I it's, yeah. it's no fault at anybody's it's, but I always have to say what a funny thing that my husband say on our, on our family photos is hashtag it's miles, not meals. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you. No, thank you. Guys, if you made it so far, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please be sure to share what resonates with you. Head over to my Instagram, DM me, share in your stories. Be sure to tag us. I will link Jessica's information in the show notes below. Go check out her podcast, Jessica Miles, the podcast. And as always, I hope you have the most beautiful day. Remember, your light is fearless.